Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And welcome back into the Bama on three show. It's first and 10 coming at you first thing in the morning with a 10 minute recap of what's going on with Alabama right now now i'm your host clint lamb and we've got a great episode planned for you guys today we're going to talk a little will anderson but go beyond that a little bit it's not just about will anderson it's the leadership on the team you know alabama suffered its first defeat of the 2021 college football season on saturday against texas a&m and you know the big question for everybody now is where does alabama turn you drop another game your chances of going to the college football playoff are all but done and you've got some tough games left on the schedule. They're all very winnable. Alabama will be favored heavily in most of them, if not all of them. But then, you know, it's not a guarantee they're going to win all those, especially if they played like they did on Saturday. And then you also got teams like Georgia on the horizon, potentially in the SEC championship, if Alabama's able to make it that far. Then you'll have, you know, the college football playoff, if Alabama's able to get past Georgia. And just it's there's a lot of things that need to get right with Alabama if they want a chance at winning a seventh national championship under Nick Saban and the second in as many years. And one of the big areas for Alabama that we have noticed is it seems like there's somewhat of a lack of leadership. You know, they keep making the same mistakes. Now I understand going to, to Gainesville to play Florida, you know, that's going to provide a lot of issues. That crowd was tough. You know, there's been a lot of these players who are now starting who, you know, didn't have a lot of experience in hostile environments because of COVID 
And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, you end up going to College Station and some of those same issues crept back up. And it just seems like that nobody's taking hold of any sort of significant leadership role. There are guys who want to, um, you know, guys like Will Anderson, like I mentioned, and that's what this podcast or this episode of the Bam on Three show, uh, First and Ten, is going to be about today because, you know, he's trying to step up and become that guy. And it's a matter of if the other guys in the locker room are going to allow him to do that. And he seems ready based off of his, you know, um, demeanor and, and what we saw in the player interview on Monday, he just sounds like a guy who's ready. He's not going to ask for it. He's going to take it. He's going to take over that leadership role and really try to get Alabama right as they try to approach the second half of this college football season. And I'll kind of show you what I'm talking about. I'll play a clip. You know, it's going to be two different questions um, that were not back-to-back, but I'm going to play in that way. And you can kind of get a feel for exactly where Will Anderson Jr. is at when it comes to just his his frustration with the team, um, you know, his frustration with guys not taking it as seriously as he believes that they need to, and how is that going to affect Alabama, and how is, does he plan on getting things right? He seems very confident in, in their ability to correct um, the mistakes they've made up to this point, but we'll just kind of have to see. So we'll roll the tape uh, or the or the audio, I guess you'd say, and then we'll talk after. Yeah, Brian just mentioned your name as one of the guys who was uh, a vocal leader uh, speaking up after him. I was like, does it, was there a singular moment? Was there a team meeting? Was there, is it the locker room? What was that moment like? And what did you say to the team? I mean, what I've, I've, what I've said to you guys, you know, we have to do a better job. Football has to be the most important thing. You know, that's the biggest thing when you come to Alabama. That's the standard. Football is the most important thing, and that's what I express to the team, and that's what it has to be, and it's going to be that. Yeah, Will, I think you had sent you know, a pretty similar message after the Florida game about needing to make football important. Most and, definitely. Uh, you know, the Alabama, and the Alabama standard and all that. Just how do you think it was received that time, that time around, and what was kind of lost there going into this game? Um, I don't think it was taken seriously. I mean, as you can see, after the Florida, which was a close game, we end up losing this game. So, I mean, I know, I think together as a team, we really just have to focus. I think that's the biggest thing. I just feel like as if there's really nothing other teams are doing. I just think it's just us. We're in our own way right now. Yeah, you know, that was not a 15-second screw-up on our part as far as the audio is concerned um, after that first question. That was Will Anderson Jr. pretty much staring at, at us, the media, um, without really much to say. And, and it wasn't that he didn't have anything to say. It's that I think he was, you know, there was a part of, of what he, you know, his answer, his true answer would be that he didn't want to say publicly. You know, it's between him, it's between his teammates, and it's about them getting right, and, and he didn't want that out in the media. Now, granted, Josh Maxson, the SID for Alabama, kind of told him, uh, if, if you're listening closely, to go ahead and say what you're going to say. And and he cautiously approached his answer. Um, and, you know, I thought it was very revealing, you know, him talking about guys, you know, that, that he feels like that they still are having issues as far as guys not taking this seriously or as seriously as they need to if you want to win a championship. You know, at Alabama, it, it, it's it's about Alabama football first and foremost. You know, you go to class, you do all the things that you need to do academically, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, anything outside of that sort of thing, it needs to be about football. And that's how they've been able to help or that's been a part of the process in, you know, helping Alabama become one of the best or greatest college football dynasties of all time. 
and I'm not 100% sure on this. Um, I would need to go back and actually kind of fact check myself, but it just feels like this season we haven't heard Nick Saban voluntarily saying a lot of things about leadership. You know, he hadn't been stepping up and saying, you know, I think the team chemistry on the, on this uh, roster is fantastic. I think the, the team chemistry in the locker room is fantastic. Um, the leadership, you know, he's brought up certain guys being leaders. He certainly brought up Will Anderson uh, on a few occasions. But when you start trying to identify, you know, who are the leaders of this team? And it's not just a leading by example. I think there are plenty of those guys but for those players who kind of have a hard time, maybe they're younger, maybe they're not contributing that much and they're being bad influences on teammates who are, you know, in the same position groups or who are friends, all this is speculative. I have nothing concrete to base this off of. I just know how team dynamics work. Um, and it just feels like that the leadership on Alabama's team right now is lacking a little bit. And so does the team chemistry. Now, I could be completely wrong on that. Maybe everybody's best friends and everybody's getting along great. And if you were to ask Nick Saban, and I certainly will, um, I'll ask him on Wednesday, you know, what he feels like the team chemistry uh, of this team has been up to this point and where does he see it heading? Um, you know, because that will be something that I, I'll be curious to see because it's going to be important to, uh, in their quest towards trying to repeat as national champions. You know, last year, was it a perfect season? No. Uh, well, I guess it was a perfect season from a record standpoint, but were they perfect? No. Um, there were, you know, hiccups along the way. You know, the old Miss game was a huge scare. Allowing Florida to come back late in the game and, and make it a game was a huge scare. But there, there were some clearly defined leaders uh, in that locker room. And, and, you know, while you can sit here and say, okay, this player is the best player, you know, or these are the best players, um, you know, on the roster – these are guys who, you know, were probably looked up to as kind of the, the faces of the team right now. How much, and it's okay if, if they don't, you know, if Bryce Young, and I, from everything that I've heard, he's, he shows very good leadership qualities. So this is not, this is strictly hypothetical, just using him as an example because of the position he plays. If he didn't have a personality that was more geared towards a leadership role, meaning, you know, he's going to be one of those guys that just demands everybody around him, you know, perfection, you know, demand that everybody around him, does what they need to do on a consistent basis. If they're not doing things right, he's not afraid to get in their face and tell them they're doing wrong and they need to get their stuff right. Um, you know, if, if he's not that guy, someone has to be. And I don't know who that is right now, especially offensively. You know, Will Anderson Jr., you know, he seems to be that guy defensively or at least one of them, but you need to have a couple. You know, it can't just be one guy. And, and Fedarian Mathis might be that player. I know he's very vocal. He likes to have fun. He kind of sets the tone as far as the – you know, keeping things a little bit relaxed, but is he the kind of player that's going to get in your face and demand perfection? You know, an Sean Robinson or, you know, a Jonathan Allen, where if you're not doing what you need to do, you're going to hear from them. And they're pretty scary dudes, uh, speaking candidly. You know, is Fedarian Mathis that guy? I don't really know. Um, you know, offensively, Brian Robinson Jr. is probably one of those guys, if I had to guess. Um, you know, is, is Evan Neal one of those players? The problem is, uh, you know, Mechie maybe hadn't been performing up to his standard or, you know, a lot of fan standards for him. Jaleel Billingsley was in the doghouse early. It's very hard to have a leadership role when you're not doing the things that you need to do, um, you know, off the field or on the field or whatever it is. Uh, it, it's just, you know, Brian Robinson Jr. as of late would probably be one. Um, you know, Bryce Young, I think with his personality, I don't think he's going to be a get-in-your-face kind of guy, but I do think he has the respect of the locker room. And I do think that he plays a very important leadership role. But they need some alphas. They need some guys to step up. And if it's if it's Evan Neal, if it's Brian Robinson, if it's Will Anderson, if it's Fedarium Mathis, you know, Christian Harris, what's his role? You know, what's he doing? Um, there, there's so many possibilities. You know, Jordan Battle being another one. But they just need a group of guys 
because it's easier when it's a group who step up and demand perfection, not necessarily perfection. You know, I keep kind of going over the top and my phrasing here, but who demand that the players around them do the little things correctly on a consistent basis and and not settle for anything less. I think that's really going to help Alabama. I do think they have the, the guys capable on the roster who can step up and be those players, but they need it, and they need it now because you can't afford to stumble again this season if you want to win a national championship. And the good part about it for Alabama is they have the ability to still control their own destiny, and and I still think they have a very good shot at getting back to the SEC championship. I still think they have a good shot at beating Georgia. Not saying that they would, but just because you know Alabama stumbled and Georgia hadn't up to this point, I think when they're both at their best and there's something like an SEC championship and a college football playoff spot on the lawn, you're going to get both teams' best, and I think that that would be an absolute battle. So still believe in their ability to potentially get that done, and then it would be you know college football playoff. But right now, there's so much between now and then, and, and we really need to start focusing on – those steps beforehand and not get ahead of ourselves because a lot of people including myself uh got a little bit ahead when it came to Texas A&M and and the price was paid you know a first loss of the season is you know a, a big deal and it now removes the margin of error for Alabama moving forward and that will make the season more exciting from a fan's perspective you know when you have that cushion in every game that you that you go into you say well even if we lose this game as long as we we don't screw up again we're fine you know, and especially the SEC championship, you know, imagine if Alabama was perfect and Georgia was perfect going into that game and you can sit there and say, well, I mean, I really don't think it matters if we win this game or lose this game. Uh, I think we're still going to the college football playoff. That takes away a little bit of the luster. You know, I think that Alabama needs to get a win over Georgia and not suffer a second loss. And, and you know, that includes a, a win against Mississippi State, against Tennessee, you know, LSU, Auburn, Arkansas, everybody. You know, they have to be perfect from here on out if they want to ensure their chances of getting uh, you know, back to the SEC championship and back to the college football playoff. So that's going to do it for today's you know, spiel. I just think that the leadership on this team is very important. Um, it's something that I think needs to be discussed a little bit more. We keep talking about, you know, as, as Jimmy describes, the dudes, and there's more to a team than just having the most talent. you got to have good team dynamics. you got to have guys who hold each other accountable, and you got to have those alphas and those leaders. And I just wonder you know, where Alabama's at with some of that stuff. So we'll Maybe try to figure that out, and and maybe they can get some of that stuff corrected, and they can work towards winning yet another national championship later this season. So that's going to do it for today's episode of First and Ten, part of the Bama on Three show. I'm your host, Clint Lamb, and later on today, I'll be getting with Jimmy, and we will be doing yet another kind of recap episode uh, from the Texas A&M Alabama game. Now, granted, this will be more of, of fan questions and what you guys got to say as far as your comments and questions and all that stuff. Um, And so I'm looking forward to that, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, It's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. 
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.